Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of not life, the show of the dead, the show of the undead. Yes, it is part two of our Halloween horror movie series or week at Show to Be, and we're going to conclude with two fine gentlemen, Mr. Trey Jenkins and Michael Phillips, both wonderful coctologists and have a affinity for horror movies. Again, taking place in a back booth at King Bee on a dark. Monday evening. Each of these guys give us three more titles and it gives us again an insight into their psyche and the kinds of things that really make them tick. Some good Ridley Scott, but finally John Carpenter makes an entrance to our list and it's going to be great. I hope you guys get spooked and I hope it gets you more in the spirit of Halloween. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Trey Jenkins and Michael Phillips. some horror movies but i don't know i to me like halloween's almost an extension of cosplay oh really like you dress Just, up as a comic book character yeah you know. yeah i mean i, I get it yeah. but the, i think it's the the weather changes for me yeah. and then that makes me go into a different kind of mood right i right. go back to almost like a childlike state you know yeah but you're a fan of horror movies then yeah I take it yeah so completely. i i can't even begin to guess what's on your list. So, so we got three movies. I've asked all of you guys to come up with three titles you think are effective or whatever your right. own criteria. What is the first title for you? Well, it's funny because you have to look at this. You're like, do I want to sound cool when I say it, or is this exactly? Do I, do I pick a personal one? Right, right. You know, um, for me, it's Alien. Alien. Yep. The original. Yep. Ridley the Scott. Seventy eight or seventy seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that really is an effective movie. Yeah. Give me. Give me a quick synopsis for those of people who have not seen fucking Alien. What is uh, the synopsis? A uh, space crew goes into space, finds something it didn't expect, and in the form of an alien symbiote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it fucks their shit up. Yeah. Pretty bad. Uh, so what is it? What is it? In, in space, nobody can hear you scream? That's a great tagline that for is Alien. Because to me, what scares me most is what I don't know. Yeah. More so than what I understand and, you know... Um, you can have the big scary man out to get you. We know he's a big scary man out to get you. Space. There's I know. Yeah, we know big scary men. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm sure is still terrifying, but 
but to me it's like being taken out of your element and put somewhere where you don't understand how anything could possibly happen yeah it's also the um i mean the the atmosphere created in that movie as well what it what what about it works for you i mean it's space for one so it's obviously desolate they just use the shadows perfect yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to, to say it, but the show no, that's is, it is perfect, you know, because it's what you don't see that scares you. Yeah, yeah, always. How do you feel about the alien, alien form itself? Giger um, doing his crazy. Well, yeah, exactly. Shit. Like him, he, it's it's it goes back to something that you you can't look at that and understand how that alien body works and functions. Yeah, you have no. It's why the jaws. Yeah. Right? Why? Tail, why the, the Why the acid blood? The spinal cord that's sticking out. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like an S and M Hellraiser nightmare. The long brain. Yeah. Is, is that even a long brain? Right. Yeah. When did you first see Alien? Um. I don't know. It was probably later. Actually, I was probably. Yeah. Like, Were you an I guess adult later, already? Like maybe fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Because I, I. That's I was, a, that's pretty young. I mean. Yeah. You know. I, mean, I I I went in it really quick though, so I didn't watch that many movies. I was big on RoboCop when I was a kid for some reason. Oh, shit, but, yeah. But um, when I was older, I had a friend that worked at Blockbuster, uh-huh. and he was a film nerd, and he would just give me movies after movie after movie. So I, I ran the gauntlet pretty quick of the, the classics, you know? Right. Um, I think that's also a movie where most movies in that format, you're like, everybody's going to die, and everybody probably... You know, it's like we know where this is going. Right. When I, as soon as that alien popped out of his chest, I'm like, everybody's dying. Like, nobody's <laughs> getting out of this. This is no. We're all fucked. We, we like, can't win. Yeah. You know. But um, no, I think uh, that combined with the atmosphere and and you know the whole everybody's gonna die format's been done since then. But you never always feel like you know where it's gonna go. You know who's gonna survive. Like right. even Ridley, you're kind of like, yeah, she's. She's badass, but I don't know. Really. I don't know if she can do it either, yeah, especially yeah. with the shitty underwear. That's yeah. the thing. That's still, yeah. That thing still plagues me. Yeah. It's all about, you know, my mom rented. I remember the, the Fox 20th Century VHS. Right. My mom rented it. I watched it. And immediately when the alien, and I, was, I couldn't have been more than six years old, immediately when that alien jumped out of John Hurt's stomach and he spits up food, I screamed. And ran upstairs and went to bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, it's, it's a terrifying fucking movie. And from there, it's like, oh, we're in space. Cool. And then it's like, not cool not at all. Good. Yeah. Like, from there. I can't get out of here. Like, I'm stuck with yeah. this fucking thing, right? That's another thing that's scary about it. Like, you're, 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 there's nowhere to go. Yeah. You know? Nowhere except the grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That, all right. So, it's good. A lot of people consider it sci-fi, but when you think about the shadows and you think about the makeup and just how terrifying that fucking alien is this is horror oh yeah it's It's sci-fi horror like completely i mean it's it's gritty too like it it does gore but not in a way where you notice it yeah you know so all right well this is an interesting it's a perplexing start great movie ridley scott has only honed the skill even more since alien but all right what is number two for you um, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of going personal with this. Yeah, For please. me, uh, Ringu. Wait, what? Ringu. Oh, Ringu. Oh, the, the original one. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So I think it goes along more with what I don't understand. That's a culture I didn't really understand at the time when I saw it, and I yeah. didn't understand how they saw death and how they saw what would actually haunt you. So I think that a little bit scared me too. You know? Yeah, the unknown again, but in a, a different kind of sense. In a sense. cultural way. Yeah. You know? What... The noises are scary. 
Yeah. Too, yeah. right? Yeah. When I did mean, you first see that? Did you come upon that later too? Yeah. I mean, you you hit that. I think we've actually talked about it. We hit that point where you, you start to look at foreign films. And yeah. you start to pay attention to what they're doing. Because they're and, often way fucking creepier than, yeah. this, than American stuff. Yeah. And even the American was creepy. Like yeah, it's actually quite good. Creepy. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's that. It's more that unknown how the culture sees sees like uh, what evil is. Yeah, you know? and and the idea of something coming back from the grave. It's done in zombies. It's done in everything. Like, but that's kind of kitschy almost. Yeah, right. But the idea of it's like it's now us versus them. When we die, yeah. you're now them. You know. Like, oh shit. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Because I'm I'm thinking about you know. I, these lists that you guys have compiled, I try to think of these common themes. So Billy's got this theme of isolation and the lack of control, okay. right? Body yeah. being taken over. You're like isolation, or not rather not isolation, but the unknown, what is lurking around that corner? What is this thing that I've never seen before? Things that I don't we... understand. Yeah. yeah. Deep yeah. space? What the fuck's out in deep space? Yeah. I don't know what comes out because the well is still a common theme with the original Ringu as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yep. and the VHS and all right. that thing. Did you see it on VHS? Uh, I don't remember where I actually saw it first. That'd be the the ultimate continuum. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that that too, and like the the idea of um of evil coming out of violence. To, yeah. You know, oh like, yeah. That's what kind of because it's a murder, it. right? Give me, yeah, give me murder. the yeah. refresh my memory. It's been a long time since I've seen Ring, Ring you in the Ring with you. Um, but her, I think it's her father. Or something kills her and throws her in the well. Yeah. I think he might kill the family. I don't know if I'm mixing up that and um, the what was the one Grudge? Oh, the Grudge. grudge. Yeah. Oh, dude, another one in the yeah. same kind of creepy ass vein. Yeah, um, yeah. But then uh, I think they were filming it at the time. I, I, I they're they're the around the same, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think it was fi- like uh, it was filmed her going in the well, and she found a way to possess things through like technology through Man. through you know this tape. Do you think because technology was not the same? Because I think this is probably two thousand ish. Oh no 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 yeah. no, no no! It had to have been earlier than that, huh? Because the I think that's when the 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 Gore Str- one came Vin- out. yeah the yeah. Gorvinsky one came out yeah. later. Now I think it. Why do you think that? Because I think a lot of people try to make technology the scary thing. Mm-hmm. It was scary then, because VHS is scary. Yeah, it breaks. You don't know what it's gonna do. It's fuzzy. Yeah. But now, why does technology not seem so scary? Um, have you seen Black Mirror at all? I haven't. The TV show, right? The BBC yeah. show. Uh-uh. It, they make it scary as hell. They make it scary yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. You, you might want to. Yeah, it's. I, I do want to check it out. Yeah, it, it takes where technology is heading. Yeah. And and basically tells like and it's not like horror, it's not scary, it's more psychological. Yeah. Kind of like the original Twilight Zone kind of thing. Which I love, yeah. They're I'm not nec- they're not scary. They're just tales of of horror in the true sense of the word. Not not scary, but Yeah. You know. There's like this could actually happen. Yeah. You could be stuck on the planet by yourself and your glasses break and you can't read a goddamn book. Yeah. <laughs> that can't happen. Yeah. All right, so this is good. This is a good list. All right, so you go Japanese. Well, you've got the science fiction horror with Alien. You've got Ringu, the Japanese kind of ghost story, which is a very, very traditional element in film for Japan. And what is... I, I can't guess. There's no way I could put money on the table and I can't guess what number three would be. Um, I'm, I, I've struggled with this. There's a few, but um, I I think for me the fly. Oh, which one? The, the 80s Cronenberg. Or? 
Yes. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. Yep. It, oh my God. Uh, just because that's another person when I saw when I kid and in it. It puts themes in your head when you're a kid that you don't quite understand. Like, even Back to the Future, when I was a kid, I didn't understand what was happening in that movie. Right. But when I'm older, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant, you know? What are, can you think of any of those themes? Um, even as me, you see them now? Yeah, to me, like, it, it, it showed me that you shouldn't, like, playing with nature and technology combined is a very dangerous thing. The Titanic, right? Yeah. yeah. Can't, you can't beat nature. Yeah. Um, just, just the idea of... of um, Trying to play with nature through technology mm-hmm. and what what that the horrible possibilities that could lead to, you know. How do you feel about what is a wonderful thread through most of Cronenberg's movies? The process of losing your body to something else. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is it so creepy and kind of crawly, you know? Well, even when I watch zombie movies, I yeah. think like, what would that feel like? What would that that process feel like? Knowing that you're you're losing, you know, like the the that moment when you wake up, do you even feel anything? Yeah. Like, what do you? Is there a process that happens? Does it? Um, does is that sincerely scary to you? That oh like yeah. All of a sudden, you wake up and your arm now has hair on it and bristles like a fly. Yeah, because you know it's like oh, it's, it's not going to get good from here. It's like <laughs> it's like a bad rash. You know, you're not, you don't like, become more attractive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like well. This, this is obviously something bad that's going to happen to the rest of me. Like, you know, yeah. that's it. It's interesting. Cause I'm, I'm trying to see like the unknown again. Right. Yeah. Cause you're like, well, okay, I get it. I'm turning into a fly, but what does that now entail? Yeah. Well, oh, my teeth are going to fall out. Oh fuck. And do you devolve? Do you evolve? Like yeah. your mind, like your, your mental process? What, what, you know, what happens? Do you like, still recognize the people you once loved, even though yeah. you're no longer that? Which person? was a theme through the movie. You know? Yeah. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Especially, well, yeah. I mean, because he ultimately loved Gina Davis, I think. You know. Yeah. But then couldn't express it anymore. Yeah. God, you didn't see the sequel, did you? No. You're better off. I don't think so. Do you ever see the original one with Vincent Price? Uh, I actually haven't. Uh, that's good too, yeah. but same concept. Right? The, yeah, it doesn't have the Cronenberg pizzazz behind it where you lose your body and you turn into something else and something else has control over you and takes your limbs bone by bone yeah yeah no it doesn't it doesn't what's good so you still watch these these ones you kind of revisit as an adult um yeah yeah i actually watch alien a lot do you really yeah did you why i just love the 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 pacing the the atmosphere yeah it's a good action movie yeah yeah any other kinds of ritual ritual is the word I'm looking for for Halloween. I mean, you talk about like, well, people are just dressing up and stuff, but any movies that you go back to year and again, year, um, year over year, rather? Man, I, I, it's not a horror movie. I, I do Nightmare Before Christmas just because you kind of have it's to. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Good songs. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really actively go towards the, towards a horror movie. Yeah, no, probably should. Well, probably. <laughs> there's always time and place, right? Yeah. Sometimes you want whiskey. Yeah. And you don't want to drink your rum. Right. So that's good. All right. So we got Alien, Ringu, and The Fly from 1986, I think. Yeah. Cronenberg, Ridley Scott. I mean, you get amazing directors in there. This is a good list. I think this covers a lot of genres. You know. Yeah. yeah and not, even the the Fly and Alien are somewhat. It's still a sci-fi. You know, but in yeah. a different way. But it's so transform. It, it's so gross. Losing oh, man. control. When he starts dripping, like, 
Uh, <laughs> there's a hell of a lot of ooze yeah. in both of those. Yeah. Maybe that's the theme, Trey. Is that there's lots of, ooze. <laughs> yeah. lots of ooze. If there's ooze, then it's that's good. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to like. I don't feel like I want to show up to be like. Uh, you know, like. Yeah, you know, I like I like pizza because it's great, right? You know, like <laughs> yeah. cheese and the top, like it's right. Like, it's like really shallow. It's like how how when's the last time I really thought about this? Yeah. Or like, you know, because either these are kind of like, you know, when you kind of like film semi critique or self interest, right, right? Whatever you want to do. This is like this is like two a.m. talk. That's right. And it's, and it's seven thirty right I now. I know. I, I feel like not we're warm. on inside the the movie studio. Yeah. Like I mean, and I'm not trying to put anybody in a place where they're uncomfortable. No, I, I just don't want to sound like an passion. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Let me sound like the asshole. Yeah. This is the greatest part. I, okay. I try to. I'll play. I'll land on the grenade for everybody. Okay. But I I like the concept. One, we're, you know, in the back of King B, it's dark. The weather's getting chillier, which is lovely. The leaves are changing. Mm-hmm. And we had this conversation about, we have, do, I say some, do, I, do I say something, like, that people should see because they've never seen it before and I want to be really on the edge? Or do I say shit that really resonates with me? So where did you go? Did you pick stuff that, like, just means something to you? Yeah. I mean, I uh, <clears throat> obviously picked something that's, <clears throat> excuse me. No, all right. It's, uh, that's, uh. That obviously uh, has affected me for some reason or another. But that's even better. Um, and that's in, in, and those are obvious picks for me because I can at least maybe even just dig and re- dig through my rationale and figure out why right. I, I went there to begin with. But uh, and so I've asked everybody. There's four of us that were talking about horror movies. We've got a great list of nine so far, mm-hmm. and it'll be really strange if I rearrange these inter- these interviews like in different orders. But twelve total. I've asked you as well to come up with three titles. Sure. So please enlighten me with title <laughs> number one. Uh, title number one is, the, I'll, I'll just start off strong and biggest and most obvious. There we go. For uh, things just to get, just get warmed up. Um, uh, one of my favorites of all time um, is uh, uh, 1982's uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, shit. And I know this is a real obvious one for a no, lot of people. No, no. I, feel I like think this is. is a dark horse. Because a lot of people, they're like, oh, it's, re- it's that, that one that just came out, right? Like, no, oh, no, right, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah, Ennio Morricone cool. scored. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter finally not doing the music for one of his films, even though he should. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Right. Wilford Brimley. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michael, tell me, yeah. tell me what this movie is about. We, we know. We both love it. But. Okay, so the basic breakdown is that, okay, this, the movie is based off of an old novella from the 30s. Yeah. Uh, with John Campbell, uh, uh, who goes there. It was made oh, really? into yeah. It was made into a new. Uh, it was made into a movie in '51 uh, called uh, "The Thing from Another Planet." That's right. Yeah. And it was also made into another movie in the '70s called uh, uh, "Horror Express" with Christopher Lee. No was, shit. It was terrible. I didn't know that. Yeah, it though. was pretty bad. It was like this kind of like locked on a train with like the thing. I yeah. mean, it was, it was the same kind of idea where they were kind of like uh, stuck in a position where they had to deal with like this weird entity. Right. Right. And you couldn't escape. But then. And so, basically, John Carpenter went and kind of stuck a little more closely to the, the, the original novella, mm-hmm. which is like an Antarctic uh, expedition. And uh, basically, so, long story short, it's, uh, you know, there's an Antarctic science uh, facility, and um, they, at the beginning of the film, there's a helicopter flying 
uh, of Norwegians flying through American territory mm-hmm. in Antarctica, and they're hunting a dog for some weird reason. It gets shot down. They're trying to figure out, you know, what the hell happened with this whole thing. So they they go and they go make an expedition to uh, the Norwegian uh, uh, science facility mm-hmm. and um, find out like you know the entire place is burnt down. The crew is dead. And what it's the like, fuck's going yeah, on? Dogs like, getting killed. Yeah, it just makes no sense. Like something went awry and. So basically, it's sort of um, this this dog infiltrates for, for whatever reasons. It's like a dog escaping. Um, I'm, I'm losing track here, but no, uh, and infecting so, the crew, right? Yeah. So well, supposedly. So yeah. So this 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 what seemingly benign situation where these guys trying to like hunt yeah. what looks like a husky dog, you know, blows up in their face, and the dog lives, and they take it in, or whatever, and it ends up because well, it's a dog. You love it, right? Yeah, exactly. So we're kind of like obviously right off right off the bat, we're kind of going like all. Hey, why are you shitting at the fucking dog, man? Right. It's a fucking it's a little Your hands are up in the air already. Yeah. yeah. So the the story basically is about uh, uh, an alien entity that crashed some millions of years ago yeah. in the Antarctic uh, on the Earth, obviously. And um, its body's frozen and it's unearthed and it's uh, a shapeshifter. Yeah. Is that, is that the right yeah, word? Well, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's in a, it's, it, it wakes up or whatever. It's unthawed. And then it starts uh, doing what it has to do, and basically the the nature of the being is that it, um, yeah, it's a shapeshifter of sorts. Right. It assimilates creatures, but it not it not only just shapeshifts, but it's able to uh, use like their uh, their memories and their thought processes. Like it takes when it takes somebody, it takes all of them. Like it is the most advantageous yes. set of skills that an alien could have. Mm-hmm. And so you're stuck in the Antarctica. <laughs> You've got Kurt Russell in what I think is his third John Carpenter movie. No, 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 no. Yeah, third John Carpenter movie. Because mm-hmm. he did Elvis and then Escape from New York and mm-hmm. then this, the thing. Why does this... Big Trouble. Well, that was 86, and this is 84, right? It's 82. 82, okay, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank okay, you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, uh, yeah. New, so, New York was right before, yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, so, was, yeah, it's, so now this is good. We're going to yeah. get into some Carpenter kind of like, well, Michael, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But why does this movie work for you? It, it, it works in a lot of levels for a lot of people, sure. but for you, why? Um... I mean, like, to be obvious, and for 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 a lot of reasons why it got panned, or was its use of uh, its use of effects, practical effects. Right. Um, I think the the story in itself, outside of those effects, are still is still kind of like um, fairly singular and flat. It's sort of like somebody's infiltrated our group. Who's done it? Like right, who's, right. Who's a human anymore? Murder mystery, right? Sure, but the. The approach to this one was really interesting. They got uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget his name. The, their, their effect artist Rob. Uh, oh, Summer yeah, Summer. I don't know. He don't did remember. the Howling just before that, and he actually, I think he worked. He did. He's. I almost said stars. I'm so interested. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got a small part in the Fog as one of like the. Oh uh, really? The pirate creatures. That's how he got oh, hired that's into Carpenter's cool. crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so he got hired on for the uh, special effects and makeup and all that stuff, and he had this this whole other approach. He was like 21, 22 years old. Like he was a kid. Yeah. And he had this whole just fascinating approach to, uh, to, uh, I guess his own interpretation of what monsters were. So like they were sitting down or talking about like, you know, he and John Carpenter sitting there talking about after he got hired, like, what's this thing going to be? What's going on? Yeah. No pun intended. And kind of, well, like, like one of the great, you know, things you do when you have like some sort of monster or some sort of demon or something like you never like, really want them to be embodied you never want to see like the thing for what it is like interesting you don't okay. like you don't you want you don't want to see the demon standing in front of you right ah like that's and that's yeah. a great point because yeah. in this in the but thing after, yeah it's all just it takes on forms like 
yeah. totally different forms, but only a sure. part of a form. Yeah. So I mean, you see the thing for the if you say if you see the creature, whatever it is, for the first time, and it is the embodiment of what it is as a creature, how it was born, how it is forever. Yeah. It's like your wad is blown, and you're just running away from Good it. Good point. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. So he kind of goes and he takes these like different routes into like this creature. Obviously, like assimilates and uh, and um, embodies all sorts of different things. And who knows how many thousands of years or whatever it's been doing this. So it has all this insane experience. So you're watching this and you're seeing like these, these scenes where you're not, even when, I, even when I watch it for the hundredth time, I'm still like in anticipation of watching these scenes. I'm like, I don't understand how the fuck. So they're, they're looking, they have a, a scene where one of their uh, uh, comrades is down and they, they have to use a defibrillator. to get Yes. Oh my God. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, and when you watch it every single time, it still fucking gets me. But it's like, so the guy's, you know, busting down on a, a defibrillator right. trying to get him to come alive. And he punches in again, and like his entire chest opens up. Turns to a mouth. It turns into a mouth of jagged teeth and rips his arms off, and the guy dies. I'm like, what? What the fuck is that? That's amazing. And then out of that, the chest is open, yeah. and like tentacles are coming out, and this head comes out. And oh, it's got, that like, is the weird. It's yeah. got like, like, tentacles coming out of its head it's like, like the exorcist at that point yeah. it's not even but the, the the craziest part of all that what really got me on all of those things because there's a dozen of those scenes where you see um like this point of imagination where you just you're it's just so unexpected right you know uh, a head sprouting legs and walking upside Amazing. down and screaming I mean, yeah. and shit it's just it's it's it seems it's campy when you talk about it but it looks but if amazing you've seen it yeah it's Kind of fucking terrifying it's incredibly terrifying and so like all of that in itself is sort of like you're not kind of like stuck with kind of a typical monster you right know? it's it keeps take it keeps taking and changing form you don't know what to expect. and you don't know how it's going to attack right every single time when did you first see this movie i saw it probably when i was like nine or ten years old amazing it's that is we have the same story yeah well i was a little bit later so and i always get i'm interjecting because it's this interesting thing but so we we're my parents were going to a high school reunion for my mom in San, San Francisco. We're staying at some random place. My dad's like, here's 20 bucks. Let's rent a movie. You guys go order a pizza. Like, hey, Sean, my younger brother, what should we get? The thing. Oh, saw it when I was like 11. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> see, on VHS is the yeah. only way to see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right? And it, yeah, do you watch it every year? I watch it probably a couple of times a year. That's amazing. It's, it's one of those kind of go-tos where it's like late at night and I'm just like, I need to watch something and like I I'll just I'll just that's one of those defaults in yeah. a, a stack of like 20 movies that I'll watch all the time. Not only do I feel in terms of tone and music it's perfect, but the ending still is one of these things. Do you have any idea who was the alien? They I mean there's there's theories and I don't I don't I never really I never really bit hard on that whole kind of uh, right. conspiracy side because there's there's a it's all cut shots and there are people who have different like feelings of how like ob- child is obviously the uh um is obviously the thing yeah like yeah keith david, played by keith david and uh you know like some people like oh well you know you know kurt russell's character uh, mccready is like breathe obviously breathing like frost and the other one is not right like, this is obvious or there's like a motion where he like hands him a bottle and it's like that's so supposed to be like this kind of like tipping kind of point where something was right like, and some people think like the end of it was kind of lazy because it left it ambiguous but you know, like there is a point where I can see, like, you know, they meet up again. The the camp is burning down, and McCready looks at Charles. And is like, "Where were you?" He's like, "Oh, I was around." Yeah, and it was kind of like, was around. It was like, sort of, 
it's like, oh, was it lazy and flat or was it intentional? intentional like, yeah. You know, no, of it, it course it's so many different ways. Yeah. yeah. But that is the sign of a brilliant movie in that we're still talking about it almost well, 30 years later. Yeah. Well, actually over 30 yeah. years later. I think, I think the creepiest part about the entire situation is not even just like the gore and the theatrics and just, and just that sort of paranoid theme. Um, the, I mean, I'll go back to it again why I say it. Like the special effects of it really, really fascinated me because yeah. you, have, uh, you have this situation where you have um, uh, an outside force, you know, like I say, assimilating and trying to imitate right. human beings. So... And, and dogs as well, but uh, you're watching these scenes, and they don't they don't cut away from anything. You you get to watch entire gory transformations happening, yeah. and they happen three or four times throughout the film. And like for me, it was it kind of like boils down to that kind of uncanny valley between what we see, yeah. what we understand, what we're familiar with, and watching it transform into something we have never seen and yeah. don't know what to yeah. see. Yeah. It's the same, but it's still grotesque. And it's like, it just like oh, bothers the shit out of you're, me. You're making, <laughs> I love it because you just sold the movie for me again. And I've seen, I watch it every year. Yeah. Finally watched it with the last year and we loved it. I mean, it's an incredible movie. Yeah. All right. All right. This is good. This is a great way to start. Michael. It's too strong. It's too strong. No, no, it's just, I'm right. going to bullshit my rest of my way. Through, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go Hitchcock or something, I'm sure. Never. So, number two of the three, what do we got? Oh. Uh, and you pretend like you're not prepared for this, but I know you know what movie it I'm, is. I'm, I've, been juggling, I've been juggling a bunch of them in my head, and um, um, see, the, the, this is like where the problem is with me. It's like how the, the defining the, the entire spectrum of what horror is. Right. Um. Which there's some parts of, of horror that I find kind of odd and stupid and right. romantic. And it's like, it's one of those huge genres that doesn't make any sense to anybody. And everybody thinks that it's a scary film. But mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of different approaches to that. Um, you've, got, you've got me aroused, Michael. I, well, I'm, I'm, well, I hope I can finish you. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always, I've had a, a, a big... Um, Crush on uh, Let the Right One In for a long time. It's an amazing movie. I don't know it? that it's horror. At, it horror, is. Horror, it's horror, but it I, counts. I find it really romantic. I, it I is. find it beautiful and romantic. I don't see anything like, you know what this I mean? This speaks to your vulnerable and sensitive innermost <laughs> workings, Michael. Now, okay. now I, lo- I love it. It's one of the greatest movies in the past 20 years, if not ever, right? Yeah. Give me a synopsis for those of us who've only seen Let Me In, which is the American sure. remake, which apparently is quite good as it's well. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's fine. Um, uh, basically, it's a story of this uh, young boy who runs into a weird, unlikely friend. He's kind of an outcast, as it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, this young, uh, like a young girl, run, uh, moves into his uh, apartment building with her guardian or caretaker. Mm-hmm. And they have a couple of weird exchanges, and he kind of figures out she's not what she seems. But his kind of like oddness is kind of uh, not. It's not like just endearing. You you feel kind of sad for him because he gets bullied a lot. And he right, gets, gets beat fuck up with him stuff, all the right? time. Yeah. But he still has like a good spirit to him, and and you know he he meets a weird friend, and uh, they kind of like take to each other, and um, you know long and short of that, he's he lets you know, you know. He, he accepts a new friend, even though right. he's kind of damaged, kind of a damaged soul. It's like a coming of age pre- prepubescent movie. If yeah. you think about it, just kind of like almost like the 
Oh, with someone with the kids. The stand kids? by me. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the, no, not kids, not kids. <laughs> no, no, but like people going through these things together. It's mm-hmm. he's awkward, she's awkward. Is she a she or is she a man? You know what I mean? Like, right. But it turns out she is a vampire. Right. And they kind of form this bond. What What about it worked for you? Now it's it's a really amazing love story in a way, or a friendship story. But, but yeah. why does this resonate with you? I mean, you're you're dealing with kind of a you're dealing with a two characters. Obviously, one is one is young, one is of a questionable age. Sure, obviously, yeah, as a vampire, point. who knows? Um, but just to find some like you find two people. It isn't even horror, but obviously, this is uh, two people finding a genuine relationship and 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 um, dealing with a lot of the, of alienation yeah. and um, just kind of like this ambiguity. Of like who they are. I mean, they're both kind of they. Both characters seem semi-sexual, ambiguous, and kind yeah, of yeah, the, right. But they're children. But right. it's not important. But still, but like they're they're they opposite sex-ish, yeah. right? So they don't take on the obvious roles of those kinds of things. But yeah. um, they form a kind of an interesting bond. But um, you know, I think the horror aspects of it are kind of interesting. Is that as intelligent and 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 fascinating as Yali is? It's like has to feed and you have right. to go through these steps of it and it's like right. the necessary evil of being yeah. a vampire right amidst what is a normal relationship between two kids mm-hmm. you know yeah do, do you feel like it is a true and honest love story i don't um not to throw you off guard no 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 it's, i mean i haven't really thought about it so i'm just, I'm, I'm riffing it anyways but um how about this? Let me rephrase I don't, I don't, it. It's yeah. a very beautiful and touching movie, but why? Why is it touching? Because I think that's a good word for it. It's heart. It's, it's heartwarming in the way that those guys connect. I think you see characters. at the point where there's each character who is, and there's only two. They're eventually caregivers. Yeah. Um, for a creature, and um, find a way of relating to it. And not being tricked into like being a caregiver necessarily, but yeah. forming a, a real bond with with with, with somebody, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of broken because at the end of it, like take being obviously being the caregiver is giving giving yourself to 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 what seems to deem to be fate at some point or another, whether or yeah. not you're doing it, and you're doing it. It's it's kind of uh, you're you're kind of fighting for somebody. But you're like knowingly, you're knowingly taking other things to, it's kind of this weird kind of, it comes back to being like semi-selfish Semi. yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, I don't know. Do, do you, I haven't really man, thought hard about it, obviously. No, no, but, but it does uh, because it touches this place. It touches like they, they love each other. Yeah. Now, whether they're in love and it's romantic, it doesn't really matter. But you have this honest, pure connection and love of one another. Not because there's expectation. They're kids. Right. But that's the thing that's really beautiful about it is you can sense this really honest connection between them. Well, they've revealed themselves in a natural kind of yeah. way, and that's yeah, that's exactly. I think that's right. what's uh, uh, that's what's more uh, uh, romantic to me and important yeah. to me uh, outside the uh, actual you know natural gore of like the final scene, which right. is kind of fucking amazing. <laughs> which is an amazing scene in a you pool, know, right? It's yeah. kind of yeah, it's kind of like uh, the end of uh, what was it uh, like Neverending Story, like. Yeah, the fucking bully kid finally gets the good friends and everything is great, and they go and they fuck everybody up. <laughs> Except this time, people die. Yes, and it was pretty in a, in a pretty horrible way. 
but it was a really unexpected scene too, yeah. which kind of really, I guess, sort of semi-solidified why it was kind of horrific and horrible. And, it is. But, it is a horror but beautiful. movie, you know, but yeah. it is beautiful. I, I don't know that there's been a movie quite like that before, not to oversell it, but that it is so beautiful and heartwarming and just honest, but at the same time really brutal, you know? There's yeah. not a lot of stuff like that. Well, this is good, man. So this is, you know, in a lot... You're the true intellectual of the bunch. Michael. No, no, no. <laughs> well, the thing, crowd pleaser, crowd pleaser. Yeah. Let the right one in is yeah. an amazing, and it's a Dutch, sweet. I can't remember what. It's a foreign language film. Yeah. Just for those of you that might not want to watch something with subtitles, just fucking do it. It's beautiful. It is. So, all right. Well, this is good. It's a good list. So, number three for you. You seem like you're going through some inner turmoil to identify the movie. That works for you. What is number three for you? Uh, Rosemary's Baby, I guess. Really? That's Rosemary's occult. Baby is an insane movie. Plansky firmly planting himself as one of the finest filmmakers. This is 69, I think. Yes. Mia yeah, Farrow. It's right at the end of the 60s. A lot of actors that you see that are in movies now. John uh, Gassavetti. That, that's yes. right. John Gassavetti, the legendary yeah. director. And the yeah. dude that's in Trading Places yeah. is the doctor. And yeah. I can't remember his fucking name. Me neither. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Newman. I don't, yes. I don't know. Yes. So Rose, give me give me the, a, a one a rundown for Rosemary's Baby because you're going classic here. So the raw. Uh, so I don't. I don't even mean to go classic. I'm no, like, but that's look great. at it. Uh, like kind of a cult wise, kind of being raised Catholic and all that, and uh, like you know, you know, the devil and Satan have always been kind of like fascinating, right? Because uh, you you were never allowed to like play with that sort of that sort of subject yeah, yeah um and this one was kind of like it's almost like it was almost like softcore porn of like the satanic <laughs> kind of <laughs> devil genre an occult genre yeah yeah but uh nonetheless very like striking and um i guess you want to get like really sociological with it and political with it um very uh relevant um yeah no tell it me right tell around it's right around the same time uh what the pill came out probably like Okay. Not oh. even like five to oh, five really? six years ago. I don't know. That. I don't have my dates very well, no, but no, it right. was around the same time in the sixties. You know, sexual liberation, yeah, this kind of thing, right? You know, feminist movement. Yeah. First, first big uh, movements of that, and uh, you have uh, this film made in the late sixties of you know a guy and his wife moving into like what like Upper West Side apartment, mm-hmm. and they're they don't fit it and all. Like he's obviously. He, they're 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 climb, trying to climb a ladder and they're and uh, the social ladder and financial ladder and just kind of like trying to make themselves and uh, they move into this building and it's a lot of old tenants and um, and oddball people but they seem all kind of like well connected types and old he money yeah right. old money yeah. Pr- exactly and he kind of gets uh, caught up in that whole uh, you know like he's 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 obviously climbing and trying to make a better life for the two of them and. She's kind of a you know really simple meek basic housewife. Yeah, but cute, she's just making right? Her way. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and uh, doing her thing. You know, it's it's real classic. And uh, they're trying to like start their own kind of like semi nuclear family in the middle of New York. Uh, but uh, which isn't a nuclear family at all. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that besides that, um, you know, he colludes with all these people who are going to like connect him and make him a you know right. a big shot and like. They're opening all these doors for him, but like there are things there. There's bargaining going with that. And, yeah. You know, the end of the line. You know, they have to spawn the the freaking Antichrist, and 
It's like, yeah. all right, all right. You want you want partner? You can make partner, Mr. Kennedy. You can have anything you want. You can have anything yeah. you want. Yeah. We just need a small favor. Oh, sure, boss. Yeah. What's the favor? Yeah. Well, yeah. we need to make your wife not think she's crazy and make her drink some crazy tea so she can give, give birth to the Antichrist. Pretty much. That is everything. The devil's advocate was not. That's right. <laughs> it's the, the, the it was like a it was a terrible remake of that. In a, in a well, the, but the, way. The, but that same concept of you know Mia Farrow stuck in the apartment or the condo, whatever, and going slightly and incrementally insane, but gently insane on in that on that right. Yeah, but it, it just bored. Did you feel bad? For, I mean, I felt so bad for her because she wanted a baby, not yeah. the Antichrist, but. Yeah. She, but at what cost, right? Like she's stuck at home dealing with like this older woman neighbor and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't a, like on her terms, and it was like really old world. Yeah. Like like kind of like you move into a neighborhood and it's like you're married now and you have children. Like right. They're pressing all of these like you know old uh, kind of uh, uh, standards on right, you. Right. Right. And uh, certainly, yeah, but not you know I don't want to get devil raped and that whole scene itself is God, too much. It is. Rough. But it's. You know, it's kind of burnt into my brain. Where right. it's kind of uh, for sixty nine to think that that kind of scene existed. That's way more harsh for sure, and just gritty than most of the stuff that comes out. That's intentionally trying to be violent. You know? It's so and so like that in itself. Like the the shock of that is is really is 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 fascinating and horrible. Yeah. But I think the uh, the entire like kind of uh, cl- some of the closing scenes where they're all in the apartment. And everybody's standing around, and everybody's wearing black, and everybody's very like, like frosted and right. weird. Like there's this odd like uh, glare to the entire scene. Like it has this, and everybody's like speaking in these weird. Um, they're not tongues almost. Yeah, they're yeah. not chanting, but there's these tongues. Right, right. Yeah, there's all this weird shit going on, and it's sort of like yeah, to look at it in one in sort of sense like you go like yeah, I go like you know it's like yes, it was, it's there, it's a bunch of satanists and and whatever. And that's, that's that's supposed to be the shocking, creepy part. But the the creepier part, you know, deservedly is sort of like the idea that these old world values, no matter what your religion, are really being pressed on people, right? And being pressed, and um, say being pressed on on women. I say that now in 2016. Yeah, like so. It's actually just really, as well. I mean, we we're we're just off this debate where another woman is marginalized, even though sure. she might be one of the most powerful women in the world, or at least the political world. You know, you got some orangutan doing some shit. But I think that's really interesting talking about. Is it? Would, do you think the? What do you? Do you think Polanski is trying to say that women, just too, far too often, are being cast aside for the sake of their their husbands' careers, the male agenda? Like, I or mean, is it more about just how creepy it is to not have control of your body and just? give birth to the I think it's kind of probably all of the above but I think it's also oddly subconscious since he has some uh, oddly rapist tendencies yeah. who's kind of a I don't want to say like a complex character to give it kind of a, a pass but right, uh, right. he's obviously a, a, a very uh, strange person yeah um, but uh, given his past um, it's kind of hard to say you kind of like put the two between outside politics and what you're putting into putting into your to your film or writing, but yeah. it's an interesting I think, I think, one. I think we obvious pick. I think we obviously we sort of become conscious, whether or not we want to, we want to, we realize it in writing these things about, you know, uh, um, some basic social issues that are obviously, you know, kind of pulsing through our, our veins right. on, on a daily basis, uh, and not it being sort of a, 
you know, a very obvious protest to any sort of, you know, yeah, any sort of agendas. But um, well, so this is it, a but it definitely reveals itself for some reason. Yeah, it's it's. It, I don't know what it was like to live in 1969. I can't imagine that it was all that much different, regrettably, you know, than it is now, or at least in the wake of what's kind of been going on recently. But we're talking the thing. Let the right one in. And then Rosemary's Baby, two of which are classics and one of which is I consider a modern classic. We have now assembled the perfect list of horror movies for people, Michael. This is, you're going <laughs> to, well, I mentioned a, a metaphor, an analogy for it earlier, but this is a brilliant collection of stuff. And so Halloween being kind of close upon us again, do you go through rituals of watching movies and stuff every season? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um any anytime I can have like the night off and um on Halloween or like the pre Halloween or whenever yeah. it's you know, dated for, for, for the kiddos to come by and stuff. Sure. I'm totally psyched about that every year. I don't dress up or anything, but I do turn off all the lights and I usually excuse me, watch, you know. I'll definitely watch Halloween and yeah. Ran Elm Street and like really loud and um uh, open the door really fast <laughs> yeah. and just, you know, have a good time with it. Like I I've always kind of always had like a you know romanced about uh, uh, Halloween as a child, and it's still kind of there. And yeah, uh, I think it's there for all of us. And I think that horror movies harken back to a, a different time, a nostalgic time. Things that weren't as complex and things that we were easily impressed. But then you think about the thing; it's just as good now you know, as it was thirty years. But you know, and the, and the great thing about and the horror genre in general is that you know. Like I can't even think back to a kid just going like into a you know a video store where they had VHSs and it had that smell yeah you know that plastic oh, weird man. smell yeah and it was, ex- it was always exciting to me we like we're gonna go make movies and we go out to go rent a movie and you know you you always because you can't you don't get to wander into the porn section too much that's right you, you get caught really quickly <laughs> that's as close as that's, we got <laughs> but you're oh but as a, as a child uh, of any age you're always fascinated you're always trying to figure out what the fuck is going on you're yeah. trying you're a developing human being and so the horror section was the next. Uh, the thing. next best thing to like the porn section, uh, <laughs> in a way. In a way, for sure, because yeah. it feels forbidden. It's yeah, exactly. It's, it's forbidden. It stimulates you things you don't understand it. yet. Yeah. You just kind of like, and you're just looking at box covers, being like, "Holy shit!" Like, just yeah. like this is fucked up. Like all these creepy ass things. So I, yeah, it's it, it's a never ending kind of uh, uh, romance for me with horror movies. Me I, too, I, man. I There's something really special about horror movies. There's something really special about Halloween. Mm-hmm. There's something really special about sitting down and chatting with the dude. So, oh. you know, thanks so much for the suggestions. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for creeping me out, thinking about Rosemary's baby <laughs> and John Cassavetes being a fucking rapist. Thanks for entertaining <laughs> me. But, uh, yeah. Love it, dude. Thanks so much, Mike. Yeah, thank you. Well, there we have it. Another six horrific films for you guys to check out. If, in fact, you hadn't already seen Alien, if you hadn't already seen The Fly, if you hadn't already seen The Thing from 1982, the John Carpenter classic, but also you get some kind of more sensitive titles in there, maybe like Rosemary's Baby or Let the Right One In. These are all essential viewing, and it was a pleasure to talk to Trey and Michael about their list in such, again, a fine, spooky back booth at King Bee on a Monday evening. Well, you know, that's it for Horror Movie Week at Show to V. I hope you guys appreciated the departure It couldn't come at a better time with Halloween just a mere week away and finally the cold weather approaching and driving into Austin. 
So thanks everybody for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter which of these fine 12 movies you're going to add to your essential viewing horror movie list this season, or if you're thinking of 100 grand candy bars really are as good as they were when you were 10 years old, please keep dancing.